Hello everyone and welcome to Time to Remember the Magic. It's Jackie and Courtney. Hi. Just decided oh, that was take... way better. Yep, decided that I'm just gonna do it for you. Oh yay, thank you. Yep. That was way better. I liked it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so we have finished the swing in sixties. Awesome. Yeah. I mean I'm a little bummed because that means that two of my favorites are done. Then now my yeah. next favorite doesn't happen until the 90s, but yeah. What's next? Uh, the Aristocats. Oh. Alright. What movies yeah. were in the 60s? Let's talk about that first. Okay. Because I forget. So I wrote the list down. Give me a minute. So in the 60s, we had Sword in the Stone. 101 mm -hmm. Dalmatians, that's not the correct order. Okay. We had Sword in the Stone, Mary Poppins, Dalma 101 Dalmatians, and The Jungle Book. Mm, that's a 50% success rate for me. Which ones did you like? Uh, Sword in the Stone and Dalmatians was okay. Oh, you didn't like Mary Poppins? Not really, no. Alright, well let's go through one by one then. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, give me a second, because I I, I I thought I was copying this off a list, so I'm weirded out that 100 Dalmatians just slid in there. 1961, yeah, so it should be 101 Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, and then Mary Poppins, and then Jungle Book. Okay, so let's do 101 Dalmatians first. It is my favorite. Yeah. I love it's it okay. so much. That's I didn't okay. hate it. It was okay. I liked when they were um, becoming reverse Dalmatians. You didn't, listening back to it, I think that you liked a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was, it was alright. I don't know if I'd watch it again unless you were here, but it was okay. Yeah, like, it didn't feel like a waste of time to you is what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really, I really like 101 Dalmatians. Um, I like the songs in it. I like... I like the love story in it. Like, I like Pongo and Perdita as a couple. I like Roger and Anita as a couple. Like, if, like, we did a top ten couples, I would have a hard time. Because I would feel like I couldn't take two from this movie. But I would have a hard time picking which was the one. That's, that's fair. I, I like, um, I think I'd pick Roger and Anita. Over Pongo and Perdita? Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're who I would want to go to as well. Yeah, yeah, so that was okay. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, you know, I, I like Cruella Deville as a villain. Yeah, she's, she's she, pretty... She's a good villain. Evil. Yeah. Yeah, she was evil. And there's not, like... I don't like... And Disney does this now, sometimes, but I feel like it's more so, like, a superhero movie thing. Where yeah. I don't like complicated villains. I like, nope, that guy's like, like Maleficent shows up to fucking curse a baby because her parents didn't invite her to, to a birthday party. And I'm like, nope, evil is evil is evil. Oh, I like complicated villains. I, I accept this. I we, don't like. We're good. Yeah. I, I was I telling Chris yesterday about the Dalmatians. Mm hmm. And he said. Um, oh my god, I completely forgot what I wanted to tell you. Pretend this never happened. 
Okay, and my thing with, like, I think my my issue with complicated villains is that I have such a hard time with empathy. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, th- I think that, like, I over-empathize so much as, like, part of a job hazard. So, when the villains are have, like, a shred of humanity in them, then I'm like, oh my god, see, like, I see what happened, and I wish that, like, you could have gotten the support or the help you needed to not be evil. Instead of just being like, no, you know, stop being a dick. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I can't remember. It's okay. And I like, um, I like a lot of the imagery around, uh, 101 Dalmatians, too. Like, I love when they're decorating their Christmas tree. Like, I like how their Christmas looks. And I love, um... I love how, even though it's, like, cold and it's awful because the puppies are so cold, I like how, like, the the countryside looks blanketed in all the snow. And yeah. I, I love, like, like a... There used to be where Star Wars Launch Bay is in Hollywood Studios. There used to be, like, this Disney Animation Studios thing where you could, like, walk through and learn a, a little bit about animation. And they had this giant mural on the wall that was, like, the downtown... London, not downtown London, but, like, it was, like... Pongo's street in London and like he was in a tiny window curled up asleep and like that whole beginning of the movie is like my favorite part of the movie just because I love the imagery of him like laying in the window on like the sleepy afternoon and watching the dogs walk around and I love the imagery of like Roger and Anita walking Pongo and Perdita at night yeah like just all coupled up like that's like on the list of like my couple goals it's just like you know, walking two dogs together. Side by side, even though that's not how dogs are. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of 101 Dalmatians. If I had to come up with a weakness for 101 Dalmatians, I don't love how the snow looks in it. Like, uh, listening back to you talking about the snow, it does look rough when, like, Cruella's driving through it. Yeah. And it feels like they didn't really know how to animate it. It looks like Pepper. What do you think was a weakness of 100? Well, talk about what you liked about it. Talk about what you didn't like about it. Because I just kind of gave my own monologue. Oh, I liked looking at the puppies. Mm-hmm. I liked Roger sticking it to the man with his song. I liked that Anita's kind of a bad bitch because she obviously is the breadwinner. That's impressive to me because it's, you know, like 60s and that's not common. Well, and I also, like, not to give Roger a cookie for being a secure white man, but I also love that it doesn't seem to be anything in the dynamic in their relationship. Right. No, I like that, too. And then I liked when the Labrador came. And I didn't like the the sidekick villain guys. I didn't like them at all. They were terrible. Yeah, what did you not like about them? Because was it that they were dumb but not a funny dumb? Yeah. Like, if you're going to be dumb, you should be funny. Okay. You know what? Actually, Blue is a good example of what I expect. Because he was funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was dumb. And it was funny. And I liked it. Yeah, no, I get that. Um. Yeah, that's about it for me. It wasn't... It was... Like I said, it wasn't. It didn't give me all those warm fuzzies about the imagery like it did for you. Because it, 
the snow really caught me off guard, and I could tell when I, like, I could see when they were doing the Xeroxing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that kind of, like, jarred me a little. But, you know, it's not bad. What was the give? We didn't talk about this, I think. Like, what, how, what are the signs that they are Xeroxing? Because I don't know if I know. Oh, I could tell when they were cloning the puppies. They didn't make enough tweaks. Like, obviously, they couldn't make tweaks if they were copying them. But, like, when they when the puppies were all around each other, if you looked at them, you could see multiple of the same puppy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, and That gotcha. kind of... I didn't like that. No, see, but I... I understand I, why I, I, I don't think I like noticed that. that. Yeah. But that's the thing as, like... A, like, I had to look at... Like, that was the thing we learned in school, is that... Like, you can reuse assets, but you have to adjust them slightly. Mm-hmm. It's a thing, like, I was taught in design school, so maybe that's why I, I looked at it more differently than you did. Yeah. Yeah, like, they taught you to look for it, whereas, like, I... I'm just like, look at all these puppies. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about with 101 Dalmatians? No. Okay, so then next was Sword in the Stone. Was it Sword in the Stone or was it Mary Poppins? I think it was Mary Poppins. No, it was Sword in the Stone. It was? Oh, I like Sword in the Stone a lot. I was really cunty about Sword in the Stone, where I thought I was really going to hate it. And I didn't. Yeah. Like, if I had to give it the five stars, I think it would have gotten, like, the Jungle Book three stars from me. Like, yeah, I, I, think I will had a three watch star. it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again, but I'm not like I'm not like gonna watch it again within a year, probably. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I liked the um I liked Artemis. Archimedes. Archimedes, yeah, I liked him. I liked yeah, Madame no. Mim. She was yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought I thought I even I, liked Arthur. He was dope. Yeah, I liked Art like no, like there wasn't a character I didn't like, except for like Wart's family. I hated them. They were garbage. But... Yeah. But you gotta hate somebody. Yeah. And I think Madame Mim, like, I was so prepped to hate this bitch because I thought she was gonna be, like, blowing rat. Like, because everything I've seen of her, like, her tongue is, like, sticks out in between words. And so I thought she was just gonna be, like, blowing raspberries and, like, talking like Sylvester, the cat. Yeah. And, like, she was just such a badass bitch. Like, I, I can't get over, like when she hears Wart coughing from the soot and she's like, oh, someone sounds sick. That's delightful. I hope it's something dreadful. I was like, god damn! Like, that's, yeah. that's some Maleficent level evil. Yeah, and I do like that she said, I could look pretty all the time, but I don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked that too. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I, I did like it. Um, I will say the the weak part of that for me was the story where like I did kind of feel like I had to remind myself what we were working towards a couple like like for a while I just did not get how the sword and the stone was good like I knew at some point the kid was going to pull the sword out of the stone but for the longest time I was like is that what we're working towards Merlin what are we what are we working towards here like when he was like changing like I liked him changing him into the animals and stuff because that 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 was fun but I didn't get why. I, I still, it's this, I, I follow the thread, but it's a very loose thread to me. Oh, I kind of, 
I always liked because he would talk about like how gravity worked when they were the birds and how like aerodynamics with the fish and stuff. Like I I could I got it, but oh, so was he like educating him on school stuff that he didn't learn because he was a ward? Yeah, he wanted him to be smart and not just a big tough king. He knew he was going to be king, so he wanted him to have like brain power, which is important. Oh, so he wasn't like training him into a bird to teach him something about being a bird. He was using that as an exercise so he would understand about, like, gravity. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, he talked about it. Yeah. I... I that makes more sense to me, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I would still say the plot was probably the weakest part for me. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, the imagery of him pulling the sword out of the stone, though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, that is something that's just so fucking iconic. And, like, whenever I saw it, there was a piece of me that's like, oh. Because I, I like the image of him pulling. Like, like the I like how it looks. Like, a, mm-hmm. the Disney Plus, like, title of it I like. But yeah. I did think I was going to hate it. And I want you to know that I want to be able to tell you that I've learned a lesson from this. And so moving forward, I'm more open-minded about the black cauldron but i really think i'm gonna hate it so (laughs) i've learned nothing i remember more of the black Black cauldron than i did sword in the stone black cauldron i don't want to talk about never mind i was gonna start talking about what i've heard about black cauldron but like that's that's not what we're doing we're recapping we're not looking forward yeah so who's next mary poppins yeah Eh. and I loved Mary Poppins, and I still love Mary Poppins, but the mom did not annoy me as much as she did this time through, because I fucking felt like she was just peak performative feminism, where she's like, yep, sister suffragettes, and then her husband came home, and she didn't quite, she didn't, like, fucking call the patriarchy in her own house. Yeah, no, I didn't, I felt like there were a lot of parts that in Mary Poppins, that it was, like, a big flex. Like, how long the the rooftop dancing scene was and how long the penguin dancing scene was, I felt like they were flexing that they could do this cool shit mm-hmm. and it wasn't really helping the plot or, like, after a while it wasn't even interesting anymore. So you just kind of felt like it was masturbatory? Yeah. That's fair. I, I do see that. Like, I like Step in Time and I like the choreography a lot. And I, 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 you know, I, I fuck with that real hard. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, you're right. It, it is very It was much ten like, minutes long. Yeah. It is, like, to the point where, like, it's something that appeals to me, but it's something that I would struggle to get other people to sit through with me and pay attention to. Yeah. And that's a problem. Eh. No, I mean, it is. Like, if I'm watching a Disney movie... I usually am working so hard to talk someone into watching it with me that, like, I don't want to have to be like, yeah, just sit here. It's just, it's just like, a little bit longer. And they're like, how long has this been going on? And I'm like, ten minutes, because I can't lie. Yeah. No, I get it. And then, yeah, the same with when they were in the animation world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt like they drug scenes out to show how cool they were instead of, like, let me do this cool thing that makes a good story. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're right, that that was the weakest part of Mary Poppins. It's just that, like, 
they flexed real hard. Because, like, yeah, like, same thing with, like, the penguins all came out and we're doing the menus and stuff. And that's probably one of the most iconic parts of it to me is the, the penguin mm-hmm. waiters. And, like, they did it. It was cool. It was great. And then, like, Bert's been dancing with these penguins for so fucking long. Where are the fucking kids even at? Yeah. Like, we, yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. So, I yeah, I definitely see the flexing is annoying. What were things you liked about Mary Poppins? I like that I could see how J.K. Rowling ripped off Mary Poppins. That's not really something about Mary Poppins. It was, actually. It was kind of showing how Mary Poppins shaped a generation that I didn't know about. There, that's better. And you liked, I think you liked Mary Poppins, too. Like, I think... Oh, no, she was cool. Yeah. I liked her. I didn't... If I could, like, cut out chunks of Mary Poppins and, like, make a, a, you know, a cut... A Courtney cut? Yeah, I'd probably like it more. Yeah, like, I think... Because I even think, like, you liked Step in Time until a certain point when you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it was it was just too much. Like, I was impressed, and then I was, like, bored. annoyed, and then I was bored, mm-hmm. and then I came back to impressed for a second because someone did a backflip, and then I was like, oh my god, how is this still going on? You're like, it should have just ended there. It should have ended before I was bored, but yes. But then you wouldn't have gotten the backflip. Yeah, they should have put the backflip earlier. Hmm. Cut out the boring shit. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree. I think that it was a lot of like, oh my god, I get it. Like, okay, this is really cool. I get it. But like, can we please? Can we please? Yeah. So no, I hear you on that one. Um... Do you feel like your 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 iconic shots change as you think about the movies, or do you feel like you still kind of stay on the same iconic shots? Mm, most of the time they stay about the same. Yeah. And I don't even remember what I said for Mary Poppins, so I don't know. I don't either. I feel like it's either the something with the penguin waiters. I definitely said Mary Poppins flying away on an umbrella, actually. Or it's her coming in on the umbrella. So I, I can't remember yeah. which one I said. You said the waiters for sure, because I remember you saying that. Okay. Or you might have said that's a contender. I don't know. You say that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was Mary Poppins. And then after that, we had The Jungle Book, which we just did today. So we haven't really gotten to marinate on it the same way the other ones have. And that might be a a bad thing in the case of the jungle book because it has left a very bad taste in your mouth and a, a bland of a, a not great t- taste in my mouth so yeah i mean yeah. if we want to sum up the jungle book i guess like the soundtrack was really cool mm-hmm, that was your and it was book. yes and it was i want to say almost the first time where i felt like the soundtrack they used parts of the soundtrack to, like, extend the story in a more interesting way to me. Because mm. sometimes in the earlier movies, like in Sleeping Beauty, you'd do Once Upon a Dream and then it'd be over. And it would almost be like you could watch that as, like, a like a mu- music video to me. Mm. I feel like the, the soundtrack was just integrated with the story a little better in this movie. Yeah. Well, and, like, to your to your point, like, I feel like... With the exception of, I'm going back through them now and looking, like, there are a couple, like, I think Peter Pan, Cinderella, 
I think, I'm looking back through, Peter Pan, Cinderella, the two I have in my head. Yeah, so only Peter Pan, Cinderella, you really could cut the songs out of the movies and you would still be able to follow the plot. Cinderella, you would lose Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. And yeah. I feel like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo kind of like is important because it's what changes her from one dress to the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, sleeping Peter Pan, you can fly. But the other ones, I don't feel like you need the songs. The Jungle yeah. Book, I feel like you do because without I Want to Be Like You. You don't really get why the monkeys took Mowgli to see King Louie. And you don't get why Baloo and King Louie are fighting. And then Bare Necessities is really, like, where Baloo's like, I'm going to teach you how to be. Like, I think that he talked about how he was going to teach him to be a man cub. Or how to be a bear cub. But, like, Bare Necessities, he, like, kind of broke down what it meant to be a bear. And it broke down his whole, like, attitude and lifestyle in a way that, Mm -hmm. like, you would have had to work harder to understand who Baloo was without Bare Necessities. Yeah, so I like that, and that's kind of, I think, why I was like, why isn't this classified as a musical? Yeah, no, I I hear, I think that the problem isn't that they didn't label it as a musical, and this is the, the part of the debate you and I got into in the middle of Jungle Cruise, is that I think they only had the room for three genres, so they had to pick what the top three genres were, and I do oh, think it's Oh, is that more... what they do? Because I, I thought... I... Some yeah, let of me them go. Have longer ones. So let me see. Sword in the Stone is listed as family, fantasy, animation, action, adventure. So that one got four. Let me go to another one. Hunter Bond Dalmatians is family, animation, action, adventure. Family, fanima- family, fantasy, animation, action, adventure, and musical is Peter Pan. That's got five. So yeah, so that seems kind of arbitrary then. That yeah. Because I think if they can, they should have had musical, but I get why they would pick action-adventure over musical. Even the Aristocats that we haven't watched yet has family comedy, animation, action-adventure, musical. It's got five as well. Yeah, so I do think they fucked up by not including musical, but if they were for some reason told to only pick three... And yeah, I get that too. But then I don't think... If they had to pick three, I don't think it should have been action-adventure either. I think it should have been animation. Yeah, I'm really confused by the whole thing. Oh, it is family. It's family, animation, action, adventure. Yeah. What's, the, what's the other one then? What am I thinking of? Family fantasy? Was that the one I was getting confused with? Maybe. Because it's not fantasy. I wouldn't say. Yeah, this one only has three, but the rest of them seem to have more than that. It's actually but, the outlier with only three. But Al- Alice in Wonderland, they didn't list as a musical either, and I feel like that one is kind of egregious. Like, they have that as a fantasy, almost, and I'm like, that's musical more than fantasy to me. I Honestly, I feel like Alice in Wonderland was almost like different anthologies that she just, like, walked to. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that whole, the flowers singing, that well, didn't I mean- need... Yeah, we, I mean, we talked about, I think we talk, even talked about that in our recap. Of yeah, so I don't know if that means it's a musical, because a musical, I think, entails, like, using music to push the plot. And I don't think Alice does that. That's fair. I was thinking about it, sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's just weird. That's, that's the only thing weird. I really have for it, is it's weird what they use to pick the genres. 
or how many to have because I do think it's more action adventure than musical, but like musical should still be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so the weakest part for both of us is sexualizing children at the end there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I going to expand it. To, I really just like the movie makes me fucking like just annoyed. Because it's not like they're just kind of shitty in the beginning where, like, the woman wolf is, like, in it just to, like, convince Rama to let Mowgli stay. And then, like, they're fine towards women. It's, like, a pretty, like, every time there's a woman, there's something shitty happening around her. Yeah. Where, like, Winifred's out, but her husband's, like, belligerent and, like, talks down to her even though she's the she's the bad bitch. And also, Honestly, like, if there were no the women. Matriarch. Yeah, if there were no women in this movie i probably would have liked it better oh yeah like that and that's i feel like that's the shitty part about like Mm. old disney is because i feel like again i'm a white woman talking about this but like to me that was when brendan and i were watching um reluctant dragon uh and then dumbo it was almost like you know we he and I have a joke to each other when we're watching something and there are no, like, faces other than white faces. And we'll be like, yep, you know, there's not a single black person in this or there's not a, you know, there's not a single, like, Latinx person in this. And, like, it's like, when that happens, we're like, yep, of course. But then it's so much worse when the only depictions you have are fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, in uh, Reluctant Dragon, the baby Weems, like, when Baby Weems was in the hospital and they panned over all the cradles, like, there were black babies. And so I went, oh, look, there are actually black babies. And we were both like, okay, cool. And then, like, two minutes later into the Baby Weems short, just super fucking racist depictions of black people. Yeah. And so it's almost like, well, damn. You know, like, like damn it. And then Dumbo, it's the same thing. Where, like, the only people we see... For a majority of the time is the ringleader ringmaster and uh the clowns and then we do have like one small segment where we see black people and they're singing a super offensive song yep and then the crows yep so it's almost like going back to fantasia where we had the centaurs and like they, they were all just like there in their whiteness it's like without having sunflower being a part of it, it's like we know sunflower's there, so we talk about how terrible it is sunflower's there, but there's nothing problematic on the screen other than the fact that they don't include any like any marginalized communities. It's just white people, well, blue and yellow people, but like being white people with like yeah. with with stereotypical European features. Yeah. And like that's how I feel about the Jungle Book, where like I would have rather there be no women then every time there's a woman, I get excited, and then it's just like, oh, nope, there's a child now that's fucking swaying her hips. And, like, they just changed, like, we saw her face, and she was a child, and now, because she's seducing a child, a fellow child, she has to appear an adult-like, instead of it just being, like, a boy getting his first crush, and it being fine. Yeah, that was... It was, it was the Jungle Book. And it's just, like, it's uncomfortable because if there was a female animator there, at least I could be, like, maybe she drew her. You know what I mean? Like, 
maybe the girl took that part and so she like made the eyelashes flutter and stuff but like i you and i both know that if there was a female animator there she either was being talked over or she wasn't able to speak up about this because she didn't want to be that person because no way was that not a male gaze directed decision correct so yeah not not loving it nope but i do love the songs back to the positive things like about the jungle book i do like the songs and i do mm-hmm. really like um i feel like this is one where i'm bored during it a lot but it is it does tap into a nostalgic part of me and like maybe it's cuz like blue gets reused in so many things and like it's so easily recognizable. Like, if you see Mowgli, you're like, oh, it's the Jungle Book. If you see Baloo, you're usually, you go Jungle Book more than you go Robin Hood, the average person. I don't think you, but in general, the average person goes Jungle Book before they go Robin Hood. So, I think that this movie is just very iconic, and I like, maybe maybe it's because the 60s, you and I broke up a little bit more. Or maybe it's because, like, the 60s, I don't have as many, like, iconic movies in. Because it's just, like, 101 Dalmatians is just my favorite, and then The Jungle Book. Well, it's also not as many movies. It's only four. Yeah. Then that might be it, too. And then Mary Poppins is iconic to me, but it's iconic in a different way because so few of it is anime. It's a hybrid, so I don't... My brain kind of separates it into its own thing. And then Sword in the Stone is iconic for that one image... Not the whole movie for me. Whereas the Jungle Book, like, there's multiple things where I'm like, yep, there's King Louie and Baloo dancing. And there's Baloo with Mowgli resting on him. And there's Bagheera relaxing in the tree. And there's Mowgli just walking around in his red diaper. Like. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. But there's only four movies, too. This is a little different. Because, nor- like, the last one had a lot more. And. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. So, I don't know if that is part of it for me. Like, that that makes the Jungle Book stand out more in my head when, when we're talking about this era. Or if it's just because mm-hmm. we just saw it, too. But I like... I like that the Jungle Book... If you ask people Disney movies, the Jungle Book is not going to be, like, in anyone's, like, top ten they throw out. I mean, it might be for John. But, like, for the most part, that's not where people go. But it's so easily recognizable at the same time. And I like that. I like that it's not, like, the go-to Disney movie, but that it still is that an earworm, I guess, almost. Well, it did really well. It did, yeah, it did do really well. But okay, so that's kind of our recap of the 60s movies. Is there anything you want to add? No. Do you want to rank them? Okay. Thorn Stone, Dalmatian, Poppins, Jungle Book. Mine is Dalmatians, Poppins, Jungle Book, Sword in the Stone. But it's 100% based on nostalgia. Ugh. Okay, I accept that. It's because I said it right away? Yeah, I think, like, if I were to rank them off of how much I liked watching them this time through. 101 Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, Mary Poppins, Jungle Book. But Sword in the Stone and Mary Poppins are, like, really close to each other. That's fine. But, like, overall, my preference is the former. But rewatching, it was the latter. But I think, I don't think that it'll be enough to change it. I think it might be. 
among those four movies, I don't think it will be, no. I think, like, mm. overall, like, Jungle Book's ending will make it fall on, like, my all-time list. It wasn't super high anyway, but it'll make it fall on my all-time list. But, like, between these four movies, no, it won't. I feel like I could get you to watch... I don't know. I think you like Sword in the Stone, the Stone more than you think you do. Maybe. Maybe if I see talk Sword in the Stone. about Madame Mim a lot. Maybe if I see. You remember things she said. Yeah, I think if I see Sword in the Stone a little bit more, like, this would be an interesting one to come back to in, like, 10 years. Mm hmm. And see, like, if once I, you know, marinated and had my own children and started showing them Disney movies, if Sword in the Stone, because I had watched it more than once, grew on me. Like, after one watching. No, it, this the list is probably like what it is. But I wonder if I rewatch it a couple more times and like start to fill in like the plot holes that are holes for me now that aren't actually holes. It'll grow with me more. I don't know if I would allow my children to watch some of these movies. I think I would, but I'd want to have the conversations around them. No, I I think yes. I don't I I don't know if I'd ever just plop my kid in front of the jungle book and just like let him go though no but i i also don't think like that that's not in my head how i would ever watch it i love disney movies so much that part of the argument for me to have children is that i can share these movies with them so i wouldn't ever like plop them in front of it like i might plop them in front of like something on nick jr okay that's fair because these movies are fucking like like could you like i i i could not sit my kid in front of dumbo without having to sit there and like pause it about the yeah rest like of the i would yeah yeah i don't know or, yeah, so, like, no, I would never just put these on and let my kids watch these without there being my commentary. Mm hmm But I do think that it might frame those conversations in an easier way to have with my children. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever watch The Jungle Book with my children, though. It really freaked me out. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'd I just turn it off. I mean, oh, and he and Baloo lived happily ever after. Da, 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 da. <laughs> or even like just like once he saw the girl and was like, I'm going to get a closer look, turning it off and being like, and he fell in love with her and followed her back to her village. Creepy. Hmm? He fell in love with her and stalked her to her village. I mean, he. After looking at her. He was eight, He was 10. Like, like. It was still creepy. I don't think it's creepy for kids. Okay. Like, if she had been, like, stop following me and he followed her, that would be different. I accept that. Like, she, I, I never once felt... But no, I would definitely let him live happily ever after, after with Blue. Yeah. I never once felt like it was predatory towards her. Like, 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 no, okay, let me change that. It was predatory, but not in a way where she was prey. I felt like she very quickly got control of the situation and was then fine with it. Yeah, but if I turn it off and then I just say, and then he stalked her to her village, it's a little creepy. I mean, like, I, would st I wouldn't I would just be like, he stalked her. I would be like, yep, and then she <laughs> tricked him into carrying the water back to her village, and they were best friends. Yeah. And then here's the sequel, nah. where they're best friends. No, you don't have to. I'm just saying that's the way I would frame it if I were going to turn Blue. it off. They live happily ever after in the jungle, eating nanners. Yeah. Yeah, so those were the 60s. Yeah. So, do you want to introduce our top 10 list for the end of this decade? Oh, I want you to do it. 
No, okay. Uh, so, as always, with an end of a decade, Courtney and I are doing either a countdown or, like, a ranking like we did for the attractions in the 50s. Um, for this one, we decided to do our top 10 sidekicks. And when I was discussing this with somebody else, I had to clarify that it's not our top 10 sidekicks from the movies we've seen so far. It's our top 10 sidekicks from, like, all the movies we've seen. Yeah. Because, like, like, admittedly, like, like the Black Cauldron's on my screen right now. Uh, and I see this little dog monster. And maybe this little dog monster who is frightening is actually pretty cool and would make my list after I see the movie. But yeah. right, right now I have not seen it, so he is not on well, my list. Honestly, I was kind of hoping that after we finish them, we just do all the top tens again and see if they're different. No, I feel like once we finish, it, like, I feel like for a while, maybe what we do is just, like, we come up with top tens and rankings and stuff, since by that point we will have been such cinephiles. Yeah, I wanna, I wanted to compare it, though, because... Oh, yeah. Something interesting about mine, right now, I'm not gonna tell you, but I'll tell you when I get there. Never mind. No, no, but I, I completely agree. I do think, like, it's something that we absolutely need to, like, revisit. Like, the ones we do first should absolutely be, absolutely be revisitations of the ones we already did to see if they change at all. Right. But, okay. Uh, so, do you want to do 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, honorable mentions 1? Or do you want to do honorable mentions 10, 9, 8, so on and so forth? Like, should we do yeah. the countdown? Let's do our honorable mention first. Okay. Yeah. But what, so if, my... it, what if it gives mm. away people that you're waiting for? Okay, like, let's if... just do it at the end then. That's fine. Like, right before we do one. Like, like yeah. Watch Mojo does it. Okay, sure. Okay, so do you want to give your ten first? I want to do them at the same time like we did last time, where I did ten and then you did ten. Okay, I want to clarify, because it's something that I'm so fucking on you about, that I want to operationally define what we mean by top ten. So for top ten, it's not the ones we feel are, like, the best sidekicks for their respective characters, like the most helpful or the most loyal. It's literally our favorites. Because there are some on my list that are completely garbage, and they weren't on my list when I was structuring it as, like, the best sidekicks. So I, I went back and made it my favorite sidekicks. Okay. Okay. And is that what you did? Or is it that your favorites you think are the best? Probably that one. Yeah, because you don't do the nuance the same way. No. Okay. I'm going to fight you a little bit then, but I'm going to be like, you know that, that he has some weak moments. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you can do it for mine too. Uh, what's your top ten then? Uh, my well, my bottom ten. Is yeah. The wardrobe lady from Beauty and the Beast. Like okay. Her. What do you like about her? Like, why did she make your list? She was really nice. Mhm. Mm she helped. She's like, I have all these cool clothes. When Belle was crying, she was being sweet to her. Mhm. Mm and then she charged down the stairs and tried to attack LeFou. Can I tell you that if you were to have asked me. <laughs> what sidekick I think you're the most like in any Disney movie I would not have said her but now I'm like no it's her <laughs> like no 100% right. like I didn't even think of her for my list but you're right she is really great I can't contest that she's a pretty great one and she even said 
when Belle was like questioning going to eat dinner with the beast, she's like, you know, you could just give him a chance. But yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to go eat with him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're the best. Yeah, and I like that, like, when she opens her doors and the moths come out, she's like, that's embarrassing. Because it's yeah, like, okay, no. you've got flaws and you're you're fine. Yeah, no, I like her a lot. No, you, that's a good one. You're right. You're going to laugh at mine. You, you came at me with the wardrobe, which is such a strong start, and then my number <laughs> 10 is fucking Hey Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I accept that. He didn't just... even make my list, though. I just love him so much. He makes me laugh okay. so much. And like that, when you say the best sidekicks, like at least sixty percent of it is making you laugh the best. Yeah. Yeah. He just like every like literally hey hey makes me laugh like every time. He's voiced by like one of my favorite Disney icons who like I am in love with. Uh Alan Tudyk. Um mm-hmm. he he he's so fucking incompetent like 80% of the movie and he just comes through so hard at the end when he coughs up mm-hmm. when he coughs up because we haven't gotten there yet so I don't want to spoil yeah no that's a perfect that's a good one I don't think that's bad okay no I love him he's such a goof I'm and like glad. and Moana totally just like fucking mind fucked me because if you had asked me going into this movie before I saw it who I thought the sidekick would have been, I would have 100% said Pua. Because he's literally all over the fucking merch. Like, I, this yeah. pig is everywhere. I have him as a coffee mug. I've seen him as a pillow pet and thought about it because he's so fucking cute. But, like, then he's in it for, like, five minutes? Six minutes? Yeah, I had this whole thing we were specific about Moana where I I love Maui so much, but I don't feel like he's a sidekick, so I couldn't pick him from my list. Yeah. So. I I feel like he does constitute a sidekick. I accept that. But, like... I just feel like he has such a... I feel like he's layers. Yeah, and he has such a very... Like, his arc of redemption is very... It's very much a plot point that I feel like it's not, like, a side plot. Yeah, I, I would be willing to... Like, if you if we went and had a conversation around, like, is he a sidekick or is he another protagonist in this? I would kind of, I would list him as a, as a fellow protagonist. Like, even though they're not having the same arc, I feel like mm-hmm. he is a protagonist, too. Yeah. Or as well, rather. Are you ready for my nine? Like, like almost like, I'm not done yet. Oh. We're almost like Belle and Beast, except without the romantic yeah. parts. No, I get that, too. Okay. But go ahead. You're number nine? Big Mama from The Fox and the Hound. Okay, what do you like? I, I, again, that's another really strong one. You actually, like, like the more you say this, the more I'm like, no, they're all actually really good sidekicks. There's not anything egregious yet. Like, I think that there are people who are more helpful, but, like, at least there aren't any where I'm like, Courtney, what the, although I'm sure he's on here. The one I'm waiting for is on here. But what do you like about Big Mama? Um, she's super helpful. Mm-hmm. She isn't she accepts their feelings in a way that's like constructive. And she's like, you're allowed to be sad. You should be sad. It's part of growing up. And she sings a good song and she has her own sidekicks, which makes her like the chief sidekick. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about her. No, she's and a her good voice one is nice. Mm-hmm. No, big mama's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. I also like how she match makes, uh, Todd and Vixie. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. And I like how she tell, like she fucking tells Todd how it is. I do. She 
she accepts their feelings and she's not afraid to like be honest with them and I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh my number nine is Sven. <gasps> yeah, I thought I like as I was doing it, I'm like Courtney's gonna be really excited. But like no, Sven's really great. Like I love Sven. He supports Kristoff, even though like Kristoff is wrong a lot. And like Sven pushes him to be like brave when he's not brave. I don't wanna spoil Frozen Two. But like he pushes him to be brave when when Kristoff is maybe quaking and he you know, like they were just he's such a cute little babe and he like he wasn't jealous at all. Like sometimes the sidekicks are jealous of like the new suitor mm-hmm. and he wasn't. He was very supportive over the relationship that blossomed around Kristoff. I'm like, since we haven't gotten these movies yet, I'm just being as vague as possible. But like the relationship that blossomed around Kristoff and I feel like no, I like he he did heroic shit. He really, like, pushed himself. Like, I, no, I think Sven was pretty fucking clutch, actually. Do you want to guess what number Sven is on my list? Uh, third. Okay, let's continue. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or not. Okay, who's your number eight? It's Frozone. I was, I was like, I was waiting for it to be Sven. But awesome! I didn't, I, 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 I I didn't think Frozone was a sidekick. I thought he was just kind of like his own hero. But I think that's because, like, in, when we talk about superheroes, sidekick means something different to me. But yeah, now, no, now, now I that think I'm he's a loud, sidekick of the movie. He's a sidekick of the movie, for sure. Yeah, and he was super cool, and his wife's super cool, and he has, like, super cool powers, and he makes me laugh, and he's very helpful as well. No, and I like that he, you know, he doesn't agree with what Bob's doing, but, like, he, mm-hmm. he he's like, I'd rather be doing it with you than you you know, being in these dangerous situations alone. Yeah. Yeah, Frozen's a great sidekick. Yeah, Frozen's really good. Yeah, Courtney, so far your list is just, I've, <laughs> I don't, it's not my well, list. You got, it gets, I, I, okay. Yeah, I, oh, I know I have a disappointment coming, because there's no way the character I'm thinking of is not on your list. But so far, I've got to say, you're not giving me as much of a fight as I thought I was going to have going into this. Oh. Okay, I wonder my... who you're thinking of. Okay, go on. Oh, you'll know. Number eight for me is, is Zazu. Okay, that's good. I like Zazu. Yeah, we're like, he, you know. He, uh, he wasn't my honorable mention, but I thought about putting him on the list. Yeah, like, he, he wasn't. He fucked up. But yes. he always tried. He didn't like Jiminy Cricket at all. Like, he always fucking tried. Yeah. And, and like, he had the the best intentions. And, like, one of the things that really stands out for Zazu, and actually makes me kind of, like, I'm actually kind of emotional thinking about it, which is weird, because I didn't realize that I had these feelings. But, like, at any given point while the Pride Lands were being driven to shit by the nefarious character in The Lion King, <laughs> Zazu could have just flown away. He could have just called it a day and gone somewhere else. But he stood by the pride and he stood by the memory of the man who passed away that he cared about. The lion. Spoiler alert, Mufasa dies in The Lion King. What? Courtney! You were doing him a dirty by calling him a man. The lion. So, like, the fact that he was so dedicated to his people and to his his, his home, I just really fucking respect. Mm-hmm. No, I like Zazu. Yeah. I didn't realize I liked Zazu so much until we did this, I'll be honest. Like, when I put him on my list, I was like, okay, he's going to get knocked off. And then as I was putting people like Hey Hey, who I love on the list, like, I was like, 
do our, does hey hey replace zazu because they're both birds and i was like no zazu stays and i was like and like literally it was almost like there were two people inside me where like one was typing at the computer and one like had like a notepad and like a pencil and she was the one like writing down the characters and then the one at the computer was the one design like making the list and so she was like well then should we take zazu off and the guy at the computer like doesn't even look up he's just like no zazu stays and she's like but and he goes zazu stays Yes, I'm glad that you have such strong feelings for Zazu. I didn't know. Okay, who's your seven? Maximus. From Tangled. Yeah. Okay. He's you... super helpful, too. Super helpful. And he thinks on his own and decides that, hey, maybe this guy's not right, and I gotta do what's... what is good and what is what well... needs to be done. Because if he didn't do that, uh, Eugene would get like beat the fuck up. Well, and also, like... he really liked Rapunzel. He did. And he saved the day. And, like, he wasn't a horse that was, like... I I do feel like Disney does a great job of, of, like, even... Like, I was watching Reluctant Dragon, as you know, and um, they had that that one where Goofy learns how to ride the horse, and the horse was kind of... Like, they were like, oh, yeah, they're they're dumb animals that bend to human will. And I feel like, for the most part, Disney always has the horses, like, strong and opinionated. Mm Mm-hmm. With the exception of, like, maybe Philippe from Beauty and the Beast. But Maximus, like... The soldiers stop looking for Eugene, and Maximus is like, no, fucking he stole the crown, these people have gone through too much, I'm gonna find it and get it back, and just goes out on his own. Yeah, I like Maximus a lot. No, Max, no, I agree, Maximus is great when he's not on my list, but he's, okay. a, he's a good one. What's your seven? Lumiere. Oh, that's okay, I guess. No, I love it, because he's like... He's romantic, and I like that he, like, is sassy to Cogsworth, and I like that he, he <laughs> believes in love. Like, I, like. It's because he's a player. Yeah, but, like. I mean, you can like him. I'm not, I don't I'm think not he's a player, you. though. I think he's just a very sexualized person, because we don't see him fucking around on the Feather Duster. We just see him really into the Feather Duster. Okay. I'll accept I mean, maybe he fucked around her on the past because she does say, like, no, I've been burned by you before. But yeah, I was, that's I was, why I thought he was a player. But, like, maybe she actually, he actually did burn her before because he's a candle. That was a joke. Like, I feel like, th- but yeah, well, like, was she just playing? Because, like, if he, if he hurt her, I feel like she'd yeah. be more upset about it instead of it being so tongue-in-cheek and cute and giggly. Maybe. Okay. And, like, I feel like Feather Duster really owns her sexuality. <laughs> okay. She does. Like when they're human again. So no, I spoiled Beauty and the Beast. You can't do these without spoiling. I'm gonna just keep trying, and it's just gonna be a running thing. But when Feather Duster is at the end of the movie, she she's very much just like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna give you the eyes because like we haven't gotten it in in a while because I was a Feather Duster and did not have anything of which that was erogenous." I didn't have any didn't say to stones. put in. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm not going to define sex for them. But That's fair. Like yeah, so I don't feel like he was kind of a fuckboy, but I feel like he had more fuckboy mentality than actual fuckboyage. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I love it. We him. at 6. Yeah. You ready? Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian was one that I sat with for a while, and then I, I, 
I hold a lot of feelings about Sebastian betraying Ariel <laughs> to King Triton. But, like, I, I understand why he did it, but, like, I have feelings about it, and that's what kept him off my list. But, no, he deserves to be on there. He's a great sidekick. And you know what? Because the... Spoiler alert. My runner-up was from this movie. Oh, my God. I know who it and is. And I knocked him off because Sebastian had all the songs I like. Yeah, and I, you know, like, he really, like, I, I thought too much about the one part instead of thinking about, like, the climax and stuff. Yeah, he really tried to save her, and then he talked to the king about how how much she was in love, and that yeah. was probably best for her. Like, I, I fucks with Sebastian. He's my boy. No, like, King Triton was very fatherly towards Ariel. Like, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that Sebastian was more fatherly, but I do feel like he, because he was so... Like, you don't work next to somebody for so long without also f picking up on how their feelings for people. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like he felt fatherly towards Ariel, too. Well, also, she had seven sisters. Yeah. Or seven children, so and no mother, so I'm sure Sebastian picked up a little helpful parenting slack. Especially with the child who was the most difficult. Yeah. And, like, he could have really held on to the fact that, like, she blew up his concert. Yeah. And he didn't. He's a good guy. Who's your number six? Uh, my number six is Pegasus. Oh, he's that low on your list? I don't feel great about it. But the rest oh. of my list is so stacked, he had to be, yes. But yes, I'm glad that you at least understand that this was uh, this was hard for me. You're going to have a whole thing. I don't think you know what's coming on my list. Like, at all. Oh, Other he... than Sven. Is Pegasus on your list? Uh-huh. Oh my god, that's exciting. Yeah, no, I love Pegasus. I love the blue hair. I love little baby Pegasus. And, I w and if anyone from Disney is listening to this and deciding not to sue us, first off, thanks. But also, second off, can you please put more baby Pegasus merchandise out into the world? Because I literally have everything you've made, and I need more. Yeah, okay. he's really cute. So cute. And he's funny. He's funny. I like when he's all seduced by the girl Pegasus. I don't know why. I just I like when look. he acts like a bird. I love when he does, I love when he does the peacock thing, and he's like, Aah. Yeah, I like when he acts like a bird, and then he sits in the trees like a bird sometimes. And I know this is very contradictory <laughs> for what I said about Sven, but I like how mad Pegasus is about Meg. Like, No, I like that too. I, I, I do. Well, he thinks that she's a distraction. Because she is. It's because he's... Yeah. It's, 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 Kristoff wasn't on a journey, really. No. Herself had nowhere to be. Yeah. He was a nice farmer. He, he was he was just fucking with some rock trolls, farming ice, living his life, sometimes bathing. Hercules had goals, and Pegasus knew how important these goals were, and wanted to make sure that this bitch didn't distract him. And also, spoiler alert for Hercules, kind of, I'm going to try and keep it vague, he wasn't wrong about Meg. No. And I say this with Meg being, like, possibly my favorite character in all of Disney stuff. Like... He wasn't wrong about her, technically. Yeah, no, you're right. So I love Pegasus. I love Pegasus. I love his blue. I love everything about him. I'm going to think about him for like the rest of the day, probably. Because I feel so guilty that he's not higher on my list. Yeah, I. he's... 
Anyway, um, my maybe, number maybe five... I'll think about it and change it. But for right now, he's six. My number five is Merida's brothers. No, oh. Brave. It might be that I've only seen Brave like once or twice, but I remember feeling like they were just fucking nuisances. That's why I like them. They're so silly. First, they fed the mom the. <laughs> they stole the mom's thing that turned her into a bear and then they ate some because they're like nuisances and then they harassed that woman their nanny but then at the end they were the cutest they were super cute and oh god i love them they were so the best they're adorable and then they're adorable as people and they're adorable as bears and they helped win the whole thing god i love i love brave i'm not saying you're wrong I'm just saying I don't know enough to be able to participate in this conversation. That's okay. I just really like, they're super cute. You should look at a picture of them and then say, yeah, they're super cute. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that movie again with you. Yeah, it's one of my, it's all, it's um, it's definitely one of my top fave movies. Like, not just Disney movies, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Who's your five? My number five is Jack-Jack. Oh, yeah. He's alright. I I think he's... I feel like until Gus comes along, he's Cinderella's, like, main man mouse. And I like that... We, we I know... thought you meant Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. No. Ew. No. I mean, not ew. He's okay. a baby. He's fine. No, Jack-Jack from Cinderella. Got it. I was... Uh, woof. Okay. Were you really confused? You were like, how did this guy beat Pegasus? Yeah. Oh, you were very nice for being so confused. I think you were just like, I'll try and figure it out while she's talking. Yeah. Okay, go on. And, like, I like that he is so, like, we know how I feel about Gus. And so I like that, like, he is very much like, it's my job to make sure this guy's okay. It's my job to, like, make sure he learns this stuff. I've got him. And so I like that. I like that he was very much just like, okay, we're going to figure it out together. And when Gus Gus is like, happy birthday, he's like, no, no, like, it cracks me up. All right. Yeah, I like Jack-Jack. Good. My number four is Fen. Yeah, makes sense. You were really close when you said three. I was. I was super close. Yeah, I love Sven for all the reasons listed before and that he's super cute and I want to pet him. Mm-hmm. And... I pretend I'm Sven when I sing songs from Frozen, just like Kristoff does, and I love that. And the reindeers in the background of that one song in Frozen 2 is... Yeah, that was your favorite best. part of Frozen 2. Yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, Sven, and I want to pet him. That's all. Yeah, that was a good one. Who's your number four? My number four... Is Sergeant Tibbs from 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Because Sergeant Tibbs is 100% responsible for keeping those puppies alive. Uh, 80, 75% responsible for keeping those puppies alive. Yeah, you forgot about the cows that milked them. I was thinking about the parents coming in and bursting shit up. They would have died if they didn't eat their puppies. Okay. So maybe a little less, but still, he did a lot of shit, and he was very brave going up because he was. Yes, he was. Until the parents, like, the parents and he were the only ones who really fucked around with the Batten brothers. Like the like the cows were super generous. Mm -hmm. I'm not shitting on their contribution, but like, would have never gotten to the cows if it wasn't for Sergeant Tibbs. No, you're right. 
I was just reminding you about the cow. No, the cow. Yeah, the cows did shit. You're right. So yeah, he he is my number four. I wish that they had kept him a girl, like the books. If it makes you feel better every time you say the name, I think it's a girl. So that does make me feel better. Thank you. Okay, my number three is Pegasus. <laughs> yeah. He's up there on my list. <laughs> like, do you have any reasons that I didn't? No, other than he like sits around like a bird and he's a fucking horse, and that's hilarious to me. I like, like when so funny when her and then when he bathes in the river and he looks like a bird. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> and when he's trying to get into Phil's house and he gets stuck on his butt. Yeah, no, I like that too. Pegasus just makes me laugh, so I like him a lot. Yeah, no, I like Pegasus a lot. Who's your number three? Vanellope von Schweetz. Oh, okay. Who counts as a sidekick, but I think we could make the Maui argument for her, where she, to me, is also like just like a fellow protagonist. Yeah, like, that's why I didn't pick anyone from Wreck-It Ralph, actually. Like, when I googled sidekicks, she came up, and this was the one where I was like, you're gonna fight me on this one, if you're gonna fight me on any of them. Because, like, as I'm saying it, I don't feel like, I'm gonna take her off. You're gonna put your, uh, your runner-up in there? I'm gonna move my one of my honorable mentions up to ten. You have multiple on her? You're only allowed to have one. Well, now I do. Who's Well, now who's number ten? Timothy Q. Mouse from Dumbo. Okay, and then who's number three? Sergeant Tibbs. Sergeant Tibbs just moves up. The list moves okay. up, and he just kind of rotates in. So, Timothy Mouse. Got it. I like that he took care of Dumbo so hard. Okay, I accept that. Yeah. So? So, who's your number two? Bruno. Aw, I like that. That's the that's the one I wanted to tell you. Like, I would have never thought, but Bruno was, like, my boy. I'm going to be honest with you, Courtney. You haven't said the one I was, like, going into this was dead set was going to be on your list. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, know we'll see if they is. pop up as number one and then I'll tell you. But, yeah, no, Bruno's a really good one. Bruno did not make my list, but Bruno is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I like Bruno. Yeah, Bruno's a he good saved one. the day. He really did. He's cute. No, like that, that, the mice were crucial, but Bruno was also just as crucial. Yeah. Maybe a little less because the mice had to go get him, too. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, but still, like, no, Bruno, they couldn't have done it without Bruno. Right. My number two is Grumpy. Ugh, okay. Because he loves Snow White so much, and he rallied the troops to go back and save her. And without Grumpy, okay. we wouldn't be using Womanly Wiles, like, every episode. Chris used to say that to me. It's because Chris is He used to tell me I gave him the Wiles. Oh yeah. my god. So, my runner-up was Scuttle. Oh, I thought it was going to be Flounder. No, I don't like Flounder. Oh, wow, okay. Scuttle makes me laugh, because he's really bad at everything. Oh, this is your honorable mention is Scuttle. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You said you said runner up, and I was like, well, I thought we already did number two, and I got distracted yeah. from it, but I'm here. Runner up to the list, rather. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, you... My honorable mention is Archimedes. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, he really saved Wart and was brave against the mean yeah, fish. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Like, he really fucked. Mm -hmm. He did stuff. Alright, you ready for my number one? Yeah. It's Kronk. Okay. 
Kronk didn't make my list, but you're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. Everything about him's the best. Yeah, he's I just, great. He's hilarious. He's wonderful. He's he's literally the funniest character. I can't. No, he is really what? funny. Yeah, I love Kronk. I thought you were going to fight me a little bit because he's not like a sidekick to like protagonist but... no nope sidekick sidekick all right cool who did you think was gonna be on my list gus gus oh no he's not even remotely near it no oh i was really wrong you loved him so much uh, he was cute but not as cute as bruno that's fair no i thought i thought gus gus was gonna be other my number one is ray from uh princess and the frog oh, i don't even know who that is yeah but he's uh, really brave, and he sings, like, one of my favorite Disney songs. Like, like the one I probably feel is, like, the most romantic. And, mm. um, I don't know. He just has a lot of things in that movie that mean a lot to me. And just his spirit means a lot to me. That's why Sebastian was on there instead of Scuttle, because he sings Kiss the Girl. Oh, well, You do love Kiss the Girl. Yes. And under the sea. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. It yeah. was a whole thing for me, because I really like Scuttle a lot. But, like... Because he was number six, and then I was like, what am I doing? Sebastian. So did Scuttle just got kicked off. Did Scuttle, like, get moved down the list until he got kicked off? Or did you, like, not want to have people, multiple people from the same movie? I didn't want to have multiple people from the same movie... And also, I realized that I like all those other people probably more than Scuttle, because Scuttle is kind of useless. Okay. And everyone else is kind of useful on my list. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm actually surprised at how, like, helpful your list is. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Kronk when people do stuff. super helpful. You should yeah, about it was ability. a joke. Yeah. It was yeah. a joke. But yeah, I love Kronk. Yeah. All right, that was a good list. Yeah, we had, we really did stuff. I was surprised there were more horses on your list. Yeah, there was only one. And Sven, yeah. who kind of is a horse, but is a reindeer. No, he's a reindeer. I mean, there's some. I had more horses on my list than you did. Yeah. Because I like Maximus so much. Yeah. Yeah. Disney. You know how hard it is for me not to, like, watch Rave again, or... Your patience is appreciated and commended. You know what? I'm thinking... Okay. So just hear me out. It's not the same because Soul was new. That's not what I was gonna say. Okay. Moana, I watch a lot. And I think that was my number one on my top ten list. Yeah. Brave, I think I watched more than Moana. And it was like number six or seven. So I feel like I need to... Reevaluate. Readjust that. I think I, I lied. Well, maybe that's what we're going to go back and talk about when we update. Yeah, maybe. For sure. God, I missed my movie. I watched... That's the one that's getting me is because I watched Brave like... Every, like, three months. <laughs> I haven't been able to watch it. 
I don't think I realized that you watch it so much. Like, you keep saying, oh, yeah. like, I watch it so much, and I'm like, did you, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I watched it alone a lot. And um, Tangled, actually, I watched a lot, too. Mm. But I watched Brave more. Because it's just a pretty, super pretty movie. But we'll get to that when we get to Brave, I guess, in 25 years. Yep, yep, yep. I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. It's, I don't I I don't know. I feel like this is going by so fast. Feels like forever until I get to watch Brave. It's probably like 20 movies away. It feels like it's going by so fast. Like <laughs> we got all those stupid, like the direct to DVD sequels and shit to watch too. Like I, it's gonna be a million years until I get to Brave. You're right. I do kind of keep forgetting that we have all these shitty directed movie sequels that I'm so excited for. Ugh. Ah! All right. Well, I think this is the end. Yeah, I feel like, you know, this is our top ten. Sidekicks. The next one you said is going to be villains, yeah? If you feel ready for it, because you, you were not ready before. It was going to be villains this time. But I think we should, before this comes out, we should post the question. I did. Huh? I post the question for what's your favorite uh... sidekick. No. Sidekicks. No. I put what's no. your favorite uh, Disney World attraction because that one comes out tomorrow morning. No, I mean before you post the sidekicks, you should post that question so that people can think about it and compare. No, that, that that's uh, that's what I'm telling you. I did that with the attraction one that comes out tomorrow. Oh. So when this one comes out, I'll do the same thing because normally I tease like, what do you think tomorrow's episode's going to be? LOL, send me gifs. But like when it's a decade one, I was Except like Except when you like fuck tag up and it. leave it tagged. And you know what? You know what the worst part is? I tagged it and then, like, went away and did something and was like, oh, my God, I totally tagged the question. I'm an idiot. I have to go back and change that. And I thought I did. <laughs> so I knew I made that mistake, but I thought I went back and fixed it. And I either went back and fixed it and didn't save it, or I just convinced myself I went back and saved it and didn't ever save it. But so when you called me on it, I was, I was very much like, LOL. But in my head, I was like, son of a fucking bitch, Jackie of the past. What the fuck were you doing? I mean, I saw it, like, immediately, though. Yeah. I commented right away. Yeah, but, yeah, so since... And then you disappeared for a while, and I was like, oh, normally when you post something, you normally look at it a couple times to see if anyone's paying attention. Uh, not you with, disappeared not for quite a while, posts. it felt like. Oh. See, I don't do those so much. No, I do those for episodes. Like, uh, when we have a regular yeah. episode coming out, I'll schedule it when I put it. Like, as soon as I add it to the queue in our RSS feed, I make the I make the posts mm. and schedule See, it. See, I like to I like to just post things I think about and I try to incite discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're better at that. I'm better at that. You're better. I lost. At Oh. <laughs> you're better at unprompted i'm better at like okay this is something that i think needs to come out on a scheduled basis so i'm just gonna throw it in there and that way it happens but like our episodes come out at eight in the morning i'm not waking up and doing that then no that makes complete sense to me i Corey smith like interaction a lot so i try to 
Oh, I like the interaction Let's too. Like, I'll, I go, I go back and scroll through the polls all the time, and I've started tagging the polls with what the question is, so I can go back yeah. and look because sometimes, and no one should feel pressured by this. Sometimes I get bummed if more people don't vote, and like when a lot of people vote, I get super fucking jazzed. I'm like, wow, people have so many Disney opinions, and like, I get fucking geeked out on people's Disney opinions, and uh, so I do go back and look because I like the interaction. But I don't necessarily, I think it's 100% it's because you, you, when I'm listening to the episodes, I'm editing and putting them up, so I'm in work mode. But when you're listening to the episodes, you're listening to them as they come out, so you're revisiting your feelings on them in yeah. a different way. And so I feel like you are more engagement, whereas I'm, like, very task-oriented with the, the, the way I use the Facebook. Yeah. I want you to know that your favorite Disney ride attraction has two options on it already. <gasps> I didn't one put... added by Brendan Toll that's for Splash Mountain. He says that's his favorite. And it's one added lie. by it's Laura. Carousel Progress. Well, one added by Laura Maurice. That's, that's dinosaur. dinosaur. I saw that one. And then Ashley Rader says, ah, it's a too hard of a question. Stan's... So she's working on it. Katie wrote Tower of R because she meant to write Tower of Terror. But then she was like, wait, I'm not sure if that's actually it. And she meant to backspace, but instead she posted it. And then she couldn't figure out how to delete it. And I couldn't figure out how to delete it. So I just deleted the whole damn thing. And so Katie will probably add hers then too. Well, I wanted to I, – I saw this before anyone had any votes on it. And I, I straight up had – I was going to put in Living with the Land. I know. Because it's funny to me. Yeah. But I didn't, and I wanted to wait and see what other people added. Because I, I don't want them to know what my favorite was. That's Tower of Terror. But Living with the Land was pretty up there. It was my number two, I think. No, Living with the Land knocked out some real <laughs> contenders. <laughs> yeah, it was a really cool one. Yeah, they had it going against some big ones in the beginning. But I feel like Brendan's wrong. Because he definitely fights me on Carousel Progress, like, all the time. Yeah. And he said Splash Mountain. Yeah, he does like Splash Mountain a lot. Yeah, but yeah, the the polls are pretty fun. I like them. And I like when you get mad at me for voting for lots of things at the same time. But other people do it too, so I'm like, okay, I guess like some people just really have a hard time picking. Yeah. Maybe I hold you to a different standard because you're my co-host. Maybe, but I, most of the time I say this guy and then this guy anyway. Yeah. I feel like you do do a good job of, like, I like these two people, and then I try to push you, and you're like, and that's when you come up with it, but then in the in the poll, I'm not there pushing you, so then you're like, because, like, 101 Dalmatians, I'm like, I like multiple Dalmatians, and you're flat out like, no, you made me pick, so you have to pick, and I was like, well, I didn't actually make you pick, and you're like, yeah, but I did, so now you have to, and I'm like, okay, and, like, I feel like that's kind of what the process is on the podcast, because we have the dialogue. Whereas in the polls, you're like, I like both these people. And then I'm over here like, no, Courtney, no. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because for when I say it out loud, I always try really hard to just say one. Like this one. But then when I have the polls out, I'm like, oh yeah, I just pick everybody. Yeah. That I liked. Sometimes if, but also, if you I pick just everybody, wanna... I feel like I need to pick everybody you don't just to like cancel out your vote. Remember I did that for Deems Taylor. <laughs> Fantasia, I voted for everyone except Deems Taylor, so he started at negative. He didn't, though. He just started at zero, and everyone else started at one. 
Yeah, it's essentially negative. I, Everyone else, that's how that works. That's how math works. Well, it's not even how it started because you voted for him. So once the poll's created, that's when it starts. And then you just voted and raised everybody to one. Yeah. I so, voted everyone. I voted for every poll option except Deems Taylor. So he was at zero and everyone else was at one. Oh my God. <laughs> you just you just fight me about how math works. That's how math works. It is. But I just want to share this really funny joke that Zach made on the Facebook. Now? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about it because I don't know if you saw it. Did it happen already and I missed it? Oh, it was a while ago. It was when you posted the picture of the hook. Oh, yeah. And he said, Moana, what other movie has a hook? And then I laughed. Like, how hard did you laugh? Like Super laugh. A lot of laughing. Like, extra laughs all over the place. It was hilarious. It's still beautiful and perfect. I'm gonna delete it. Best joke ever. We got a lot of votes for Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, we got. There's a lot of activity happening. Yeah, I feel really. We better good post about some it. more memes. We actually had nine votes for the iconic shot of Sleeping Beauty, and everyone agreed with yours. Yeah. Only Ashley agreed with mine, and I didn't even vote for mine. Like, it was one of those things where, like, once I looked the images up and I saw them in front of me, I was like, no, it, it, Courtney's right. It's her dress changing at the end. <laughs> but I also voted for Maleficent, so... <laughs> I did see that. I... It was hard, because Maleficent's, like... Fucking G. Like, look at that bitch. Yeah. And, yeah all right, well... Yeah, we I got nothing else. We're just, we're just talking about the podcast now. Well, you know... You've heard us talk about the Facebook. If you hear it and you're like, hmm, that sounds like a really fun place to hang out, it's time to remember the magic. We're also on Twitter at Time to Remember the Magic M, where I'm going to start posting more pictures and start tweeting more open ended polls because the closed ended polls suck. And Courtney has made us an Instagram. It's Time to Remember the Magic. I don't know what she puts on there. I don't look at that one. And we have a Patreon, but there's nothing on it yet, and I don't know if it's visible to you. If you like what we did, if you like the top ten, if you like the episodes, leave a review. Let us know what you like. Maybe give five stars. Maybe help other people find us. Maybe send us to other people. Do we have any reviews on Spotify or an Apple Store or whatever? We have stars. We do not have anything written. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Neat. Yep. It's, you know, it's it's at least people saying, hey, we like you. Keep doing stuff. And I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. So... Actually, no, we do have we do have a, a review on our Apple one. It's from Dogs6372. They wrote that we're funny and gave us five stars on December 18th. And they put, I'm a huge Disney fan. And it's just funny to listen to people's thoughts and opinions about the characters inside the movies and what they represent. These are old classics. And so to hear it come from a millennial's point of view, I think it's kind of cool. These girls are funny. The sound is kind of hard at times to understand. Yeah, it is. But I can understand what their concept is for their podcast. Aw. Thanks, dog. Nice. 6372. My boy. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but I am now I'm now in love it's with prob- you. Not everyone who listens is going to be somebody you know. I know. That's why I'm in love with a stranger. You, you really sometimes talk to me about, like, oh, there's this guy on our Facebook group I don't know. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> like... Yeah, no, it's not like I don't know who this is and I'm creeped out by it. It's like, oh, my God, we're an actual thing where it's not just people that, like, pity me and are following us. Yeah. Like, oh my god, right, people awesome. like us. Oh, alright, we're done? Alright. Yeah. yeah, let's... We're getting embarrassing now. Oh, okay. Alright! 
Okay, bye.